I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Passengers are waiting for flight 008-131. That's flight 008-131. Please approach the gates. Your flight is now ready for boarding. You're listening to the Out of Home Podcast. You're listening to the Out of Home Podcast. Are you listening to the Out of Home Podcast? You're listening to the Out of Home Podcast. Featuring Kieran, Kwame, Yah, and Stephen. You and them boys are crazy. Loving the sounds, loving the sounds, loving the sounds. What up, though? What up, though? Shout out to Detroit and the Out of Home Podcast. Brought yeah. by four Londoners who met in Amsterdam and are sp- spreading dope stories from the LDN to the AMS of inspiring people and their own. So don't give me a half-hearted thing, brother, man. No, it's clearly... We have... In a building, across two buildings, hey. myself, Papi Kwams, Killer Kwams, Kwame with the Flame. no accent, but I got a young accent. <laughs> then we have even Stephen, who is all about reason, rank, and believing, and hey. about patterns that are weaving, and making sure that his journal ones, they ain't no creasing. <laughs> and we have Kieran, the man from South, or Croydon. The man that don't mess with the boydom. And the man that spits, produces, and is now uh, doing up graffiti. Sorry, I, I, I couldn't write. Oh, man, you ran out of steam, man. Yeah, you I ran did. Out I did. Of steam. And we, You're and doing we, so well. And we, and we have Yaf, um, our, bearded, our, our bearded brother. And, bearded dragon. And Tom Ford, beard oil ambassador, who's currently flying high to a place that we know and love as a out-home family, Toronto. Yes, and it's the mandem. And it's another episode. I believe we're on 131. As I said, myself and Stephen are here in Amsterdam and uh, and Kieran's holding down the fort in London. And um, mandem, how are we? Yeah, man. Uh, I'm good, man. I'm good, I'm good. It's, yeah, as you said, it's Tuesday. I don't know if you actually said it's Tuesday, but it's Tuesday. Um, had, a, had a good weekend. I think Saturday I spent it at home. You know, one of them days when... You actually give yourself time. I woke up early. I cleaned the yard. I watered my plants. I went and got some food. I cooked. I put the candles on. I watched Kendrick at um, Glastonbury. And then I was still in the mood for listening to some live music. So I put on Michael Jackson. Hey. Yeah, the Dangerous Tour, which is two hours long. Bruv, when... um. When I was actually looking, I was I was like, wow, Michael had some energy. What? <laughs> Do you know what? There's, there's a funny, there's a funny, there's a funny part of that whole tour, yeah. I can't remember what song he was singing, but he brought a, a young girl or a young lady on the stage with him and uh, sang to her. She's going crazy. And then the security comes and takes her away and she was in hysterics she was like please no don't take me don't take me she was so upset there's people passing out like that happened a lot apparently yeah man I was watching it like 
imagine the energy in that arena when Michael Jackson steps on stage. There's like two minutes at the beginning and he's just standing there. Doesn't move. Posing. He had about a hundred outfit changes. Every note was in key. This man was a performer, brother. The performer. A perfor- the performer. I actually saw recently that, um, I can't remember what the news outlet was, but Beyonce was uh, named the greatest performer uh, of, of this generation, which I can't argue with, to be honest with you. Really? But um, no, man, like, fam, have you not seen a formation tour at Coachella? I'm saying that because this probably explains what I was reading on Twitter. On Twitter, there was a fierce debate saying that... Um, uh, this might sound controversial to you, but I'm just saying, I'm just reporting what I saw, mm-hmm. not laying out any opinions, but just saying um, there's a there's a Twitter thread where people were vehemently arguing the case for uh, Chris Brown, Brown to be on par when it comes to live performances. And I thought that was very interesting. Best male performer, maybe, but I, I don't think he's got nothing on Beyonce, man. Beyonce can sing. Yeah, that there. That, she that, can really sing, bro. And I, I think as, as much as uh, Beyonce can sing, like Chris Brown could dance. But when it comes to like stage show, pyrotechnics, production, mm. I, um, I don't think he's CMB, even with my eyes closed. He ain't, he ain't CMB. No way. I don't think there's there's not many people that can. can. Bring MJ into it. Literally, you would have to, innit? You would have to. But yeah, that was like, that's obviously not what made me smile, but that was uh, how 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 my weekend was. So yeah, man. How about you? Like, how how you been doing? Um, Quinn, how you doing, mate? You doing, buddy? Geezer? Oh uh, yeah, it was a good week. Um, I think I saw you almost every day. I saw you on Friday night. I saw you on Friday. At, um, at Abby's birthday, and it was with, with with Yaf as well. And then like Stephen said something that was really funny, but kind of sad. He said it's the first time I've seen Yaf in months. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna message you guys quickly. Alright, like, these man, I really have been doing a. Doing in and out things, so um, yeah, that was nice. And then we like, we had a laugh about like we're not disrespecting the pants. Shout to you. What, what do you want to say about your trousers? Oh, the ones the zippers. <laughs> oh man, that those are some those are trousers, man. Ah, those are trousers. First, first, the first time I saw them debut was um a couple of weeks ago when we went to the hangout, and uh, Yaf popped up over the horizon, and he was walking with I think he was with his bucket hat. Shoulder bag, white tee. I was like, these are some new trousers. And as he approached and got closer, I was like, these are some fucking trousers, big man. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So um, I asked him where he got them from. I won't disclose, but they're nice, man, you know? <laughs> I love how he's adopted the bucket. It really made that his own as well. Like, and it suits him, to be fair. So can I see Keith? Oh, sorry, bro, sorry. Bro. Thank you. Yeah. Eye contact, everything. Gaff and Steven and a bunch of others. Fabian, Trayvon, Nathan Carbon, who looking like a young Russian oligarch with his, his lovely... Oh, oh, the hat. Yeah, you see it? Yeah, I saw the hat still. Tricks found them. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Nathan's a style icon, man. Boom, bro. You got you got to give Nathan his props, bro. Like from a very from a very well from a young age since I've known Nathan. Nathan's known how to put shit together. Yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> it. That's it. <laughs> Big shout out to my boy Carbon, man. Yeah, exactly. So everyone came through 
for the joint birthday celebration of Sade and Abby. Uh, shout out to those, what do you call it? Uh, the Mapiano sisters <laughs> r- r- representing, I want to say Suriname or Sierra Leone. You're right. Yeah, okay, thank you. So, yeah, shout out to them. That was good vibes. And then on. No. Ooh. You can cover Saturday because then you're just going to, because you spend so much time together, you're going to take all my teams. And then on Sunday, I went to. <laughs> you done? Yeah, now I've done, isn't it, fam? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> week you tell me. <laughs> Let me tell you how my week was. Um, yeah, uh, attached to the new ball and chain. Kwame. Who's that? Kwame. Um, but uh, so- Sunday, this isn't the what made you smile portion, just for clarification. Okay. This is just uh, my week. Um, yeah, connecting with different people is good to see Yaf. I ain't seen Yaf in a while. And... Um, yeah, just kind of like chopping up and joking uh, with him. Uh, we, we, myself and Toller didn't get into the after party because we were not uh, cool enough. So sorry. Yeah, we didn't make it. Wait, oh, hold on. We didn't make it. You didn't make it because you're not cool enough, or was Sorok Daddy Sorokin? <laughs> no, no. Um, yeah, he was. He was a little, little Sorokin still. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A bit of bliss mixed a potion. <laughs> Shout out, bless One time This wasn't in the country Sorry, sorry, blessing Oh <laughs> Shout out to bless and blessing Shout out to bliss and blessing Yeah, yeah, exactly What? Those are some cool names together, boy <laughs> No, no, blessing was blessing the the, the 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 allocation, let's say My cup runneth over, yeah. literally <laughs> Um. So yeah, so it's good to catch up with people But yeah, we didn't get in So we uh, looked for something to eat, and unbeknownst to us, there was an African giant roaming the streets of uh, Amsterdam, also looking for something to eat. Uh, David O, or David O, as a indeed, yeah, yeah as a, <laughs> so yeah. You know, there's a funny video of him, um, kind of like discreetly trying to go into a McDonald's. So he pulled up his hood, but he's got like all of his ice on, and it's like, okay, cool, yeah, you're not. Not a regular clientele in it at McDonald's at five AM, and a couple they had like a couple of like Nigerians working there as wait, well. Wait, 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 wait. As in David O. <laughs> he was just in Amsterdam. Yeah, he's trying to get to McDonald's at five AM, which I can expect. <laughs> the same, the same night. Someone didn't tell him that that five AM nothing's open in Amsterdam. But he managed to get. I don't understand because me and Toller went to McDonald's and uh, lads are playing. And you're going to correct me on that, but I'm. Um, Sticking to my guns um, at like one or two a.m. and it was closed. And then we had to settle for a New York pizza, which was served in a jumbo box, which I've never seen a box that big. It made no sense. But do you have thirty billion for the accounts? <laughs> no, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he seemed to be in the McDonald's that was open. And then even like um, there's some plays from Albert Hein, which came out and she's like, oh, oh my god, hey, hey. <laughs> And then making those, which is uh, a great scene. So, that, and he was in. We kept missing each other over the weekend because, um, yeah. Don't say that your childhood friends, fam. We go, we go way back. We go way back, fam. Um, <laughs> missing each other. No, bro. You didn't see him. Steve, 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 Steve really been tall as day one. Trust <laughs> me, we, we miss each other. Who you and your brother, or you and this tattoo recorder like that is known as me and David. Okay. Oh, oh. So Saturday. Um, I can help you out with that. Yeah, he was in The Hague for a festival that was done by by, by Frenner, a very a famous Dutch Ghanaian, a very famous uh, 
the Dutch raised rapper of Ghanaian origin who held a party in his hometown of The Hague along with uh, a daily paper. And um, what do you call it? Davido was one of the, the lead guests as well. The thank you. I was actually trying to remember what I did Saturday. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's it. Okay. So, so. <laughs> um, Saturday, yes. Oh, you know, I linked up with a deal. It's supposed to be a quick one in um, Cutthroat and uh, did turn out to be a Cutthroat kind of evening. Um, <laughs> it went way past a deal's allocated slot. Yeah, because apparently he wasn't meant to be doing anything after, yeah, he said. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. To his credit, but we stayed um, longer than the allocated time. So we went to Soho House because um, Yaf took a picture with uh, one of my uh, uni classmates that I hadn't seen in a long time. Like, randomly, he happens to be in Amsterdam. Saw Yaf at Soho House. or Recognised him from the pod, or...? Um, I don't even know. I didn't even ask, to be honest. With you. I should have asked. <laughs> Just but, wasn't like, bothered about that no, interaction. That's a bit frazzed at the time. Um, so I saw the picture and I was like, yeah, to Soho House. So me and um, Adil walked to Soho House and then um, my friend Fads, shout out Fads, came down and then proceeded to like then chase Davido, who was also at Soho House. So we just missed each other again. And then <laughs> Stephen, Stephen, um, was this the day that you uh, mistaken Shea Guevara as Captain Jack Sparrow? <laughs> Is that what you put in the group? Oh, but did you, did you see the asset? He had, he had, it looked like he had, there was a Prada bag, there was a Prada man bag that was over his eye. At that point, it looked like a patch. And then someone asked me, no, it's not him. And then I said, if it's not him, then it must be Edison Cavani. <laughs> but yeah, I still sang in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steven, that's terrible, bro. It was, <laughs> it was dark. You're supposed to be smart, fam. It was dark. It, the, the, but the way the bag was, it looked like an eye patch. It looked like an eye patch. We've been mad on these streets, bro. And then from there we went to Chicago Social, um, which hadn't been for a long time. I didn't even know because he asked me like, "Where do you go in the night out?" I didn't even know because I haven't been outside the bit. I really don't know. So I was just like, <laughs> "Let's just walk around the lights and play and see what's happening." And then somehow we got entry into Chicago Social. I normally get rejected from these places. I've only been to Jimmy Woo twice in seven years. There was rejections. So, um, oh, God. To be That's such an interesting character, man. It's just facts, man. And then, um, but, but it's like you try every week, though, isn't it? Like, you have to add that in. Uh, I'd say I'm a, I'm a mid to high volume shooter <laughs> in, in terms of my entries. You know, I try to shake a leg, as they say. Um, and then I will reserve Sunday for what made me smile. So I think we've gone round. So I'm going to ask you, Key. Yo. One question, mate. Yo. What happened to make you smile? <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll keep this short and sweet. Um, obviously, we've been working on a documentary uh, for a while, for, for, for a little while, uh, called The Golden Generation. It is slowly taking shape. And I think yesterday or yesterday night, maybe this morning, I uh, got to watch our latest edit. And as I was watching it, I was beaming, man. I was beaming. I'm I'm really looking forward to... for the moment when that goes out and we get to show the world what we've been working on for some time, you know. Um, shout out to Nat and Maya who have really put their foot in it, as they would say. They really put their foot in it. They've been working they've been hustling 
they've been editing, they've been putting stuff together. And yeah, like I've shown a few people and the response that I've been getting has just been super positive. So yeah, that's just what's been making me smile, man. Just knowing that we have something in the making that is going to, I feel like, set us apart, elevate us a little bit more and um, show people what we're really on, man. So, yeah. Over to you in Amsterdam. I think that made all of us smile just to see like the uh, progression of that. I mean, yeah, something that um, everyone's been working really, really hard on. And then it gets to the point where you're like, rah, it's... It's nearly, it's nearly here. It's nearly yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably the closest. You must feel this like when you've done an album, no? It must be that moment. Or is it different? <laughs> Kwame's going to laugh at me, man. <clears throat> I am the tinkerer of this group. <laughs> I, I I am the tinkerer of this group. So um, when it's done, it's not quite done. So I am trying my best in in the in the creation and the making of this this film to allow things to happen and not get too too tinkery <laughs> but it is very similar it is very similar to have to have a product or have a, a something a film uh, an album that you're working on and slowly starting to see the pieces come together i feel like right now we're just like we're at the track. We're at the tracklist sort of stage. We've got we've got the pieces, we've got our concepts, we've got our story, and now we're figuring out how things are going to start to come one after the other. We're at putting a final final touches on it, and we're basically executive producing this thing. Like it's it's nearly there, you know. This has taught me, you know, you know, when like an artist is supposed to drop an album and they don't, and you're just like, oh man. I'm going to be so respectful. <laughs> I'm going to be like, oh, there's so many things that must be going through his mind. Has he eaten today? Has she eaten today? Are they okay? Are they getting a rest? Is there any stress? Like, oh yeah. Yeah, when when you're on the other side of it, you, you realise that, yeah. Because it's our baby, isn't it? It's our, first, it's our first thing, like, that we're stepping out into the world in. Obviously, like, um, I've gone through this um, process before, but as a group, as a collective it's the first thing that we're putting out there and, you know, we want it to be right. So there's, there there are going to be times when you're like, man. And we've had moments when we could have put it out. Do you know what I mean? And it, it was almost there that we thought. But I think being able to have the four minds that we do and being able to objectively look at something and say, it's not right, it's not ready, let's go again. I think that's a very powerful thing that we have within our within the four brains that we have. So... I'm sure. I'm sure when it's ready, it's it's gonna do. It's gonna do the work that it needs to do. So I'm just really proud and really pleased of of what we've been able to create and what we're what we're been able to do so far. So I'm just looking forward to it, man. Yeah, no, hundred percent, man. Like uh, it's so exciting to see it almost come to almost come to that almost come to that fruition. But like you say, it's uh, we could have had a chance to put this film out and. Greatness sometimes, or great, or things that are really good takes time. Yeah, yeah. Like Stephen, you alluded to when your artist could drop an album, and then you're just waiting. You're like, what? Because you think you think it's like laziness. You think it's all sorts of things, and you realize, no, I'm kind of happy. 
that deep. I waited for this. Do you understand? So, Do you know what's so funny? Like, so, <laughs> some people actually think that the trailer was the thing. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, no, no. There's more. <laughs> There's so much more. There's so much more. So, yeah, just like waiting for that, man. Waiting for that moment. We can push go and launch that. So, it's going to be sick. No, no, we're looking forward to it. No one thought the man name could do a film. No. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm quick about what made me smile. Um, yeah, good vibes. The sun was out. Um, and then um, me and Stephen, my lovely girlfriend, Anna, and, okay, and okay. Nathan Carbon. <laughs> Are you check- checking my team? What? No, no, I'll give it to you. This is a great segue. We went to Kwaku, which is a famous cultural festival in, in South East, Amsterdam, Zaldost. And we thought we were in Amsterdam. Hmm. We ended up spending a lot of hours in Lagos. Stephen, please take it away. <laughs> oh, this made... Let's just make sure this mic is on, because I don't want any technical issues for this part. This, I was beaming. Wow. And booming. Hanukkah booming. Um... But yeah, because since I've been here in seven years, like Nigerians have been scarce on the ground. Um, one of the few places where Ghanaians significantly outnumber Nigerians, uh, it's not even, I only know a handful of Nigerians here. So it was, we stumbled into Kwaku, the vibes were going, we saw the Brazilian tent, uh, which was great, we saw the Surinamese tent, and then my ears detected some uh, Afrobeats. I was like, oh. Obviously, it's Nigerian music. Like, my ears wow. Pumped, my ears what a blanket up. statement, you little racist. I don't know. It's called Afrobeat, not Niger beat. Trust me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Birthday industry, innit? Um, but my ears perked up and I was like, okay, cool. And then Neil, it's like, you know the dinosaurs in that land before time when they uh, discover a new land? That's what it was. And I saw, I saw, Your I saw uncles, I saw aunties, <laughs> sisters, brethren. Is the largest gathering of Nigerians I have seen in my seven years, and it was just amazing. So, like, we went there, you know. Um, initially, these men wanted to go and explore other areas, and I was like, "Yo, the vibes are here." We struck up. <laughs> so I indulged them because I'm a team player. We walked around for like 15 minutes, and then surely realized, "Oh wow, now my the eats is here." Uh, this is awkward. Continue. Continue, and I'll call this guy back. I'll, 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 oh yeah, you can go off screen. So, uh, important to stay fed. Um, so, yeah, so, yeah, it's the largest gathering of Nigerians I've ever seen. And it got, it got even better. And then the much fabled, the much anticipated, the elixir of youth that matches my jacket today, the original Nigerian Fanta was a beverage behind. And that's the point. I lost my mind. Fucking Nigerian fan, I'm bruv. No, no, no. You had Cameroonian one. I can't. <laughs> bruv. Put into the same. It's the same, bruv. bruv. No, 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 no. It's the same. It has a green, white, green flag, which you know is an authenticity. And yeah, it had a green and white flag. You what in Cameroon? On your Fanta. Yes. Yes. What? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Still <laughs> different. You know, you know, like the club badge that you wear when you win the Champions League that they put on the yeah, certified. A verified tick, if you like, of the beverage industry. So it had that, and obviously I had a couple of bottles. And Tola took the biggest L. I told man to come out with me and he wanted to go with his colleagues to Amsterdam Boss. Man was up there <laughs> looking at daffodils and lakes. <laughs> 
with Nigerian Fanta. So let that be a lesson. Listen to your elder. Um, <laughs> so beside that, it got better. There was Nigerian jollof was also flowing. And I hadn't had this in Amsterdam ever, I don't think. Was it good? Yeah, the rice was good. The plantain was... Shocking. It was... Yeah, it was illegal. Uh, <laughs> it, they had the chicken, the, that tight chicken that looks like the chicken got a really tight hamstring, fam. Not the juicy, voluptuous thing, but the small one that's, you know, like... That, that is a chicken of struggle. That chicken has been, like, doing weights or, like, you know, it's so tough. Oh, sorry. A little uh, commercial break. I'll be right back. Now I'm here. Um, so... Huh? You don't know my phone? You've got my phone. Okay. <laughs> the Dudley boys are back at it again. Yeah, nice. Um, Man's asking for my number. Oh. <laughs> if he hasn't got a phone. But, um, yeah, so to see that, and it's just the mannerisms, like you had your uncles that are really unclean, you had your aunties out there, and it just reminded me of being back home so much. And to have that in Amsterdam, just really kind of like, it just meant a lot in that moment and I, I was just smiling I was just smiling and I am going to pass over yeah. to my friend to tell me what he made him smile in more details hello sorry about that technical difficulties when you're running a million dollar operation but on a shoestring budget um yeah no but all just really good vibes Key and Nathan Carbon who you actually had a a nice little link up with on Zoom prior to this he said something and I, I think I'm going to take it more than he thought I would take it. But he said, you know what? He, even though I'm away from home, it's 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 it's, it's moments like these I really appreciate. Mm-hmm. You understand? Because mm-hmm. like Nathan is uh, from the, from the Caribbean. He's from yeah. the island of the, the Dominican island, not Dominican Republic or Dominica. Sorry, let me say Dominica. So you know there are certain things with our people in terms of food and culture that are, are, are similar but very different. But it's but like there's always a vibe. You understand? Like, be somewhere in Jamaica, mm, what do you call it? Like, Jamaica, like, what do you call it? Like, Montserrat, Mozambique, or Cape Verde. And there'll be some kind of semblance that will remind you of our people or whatnot. So that was nice to be around. The the weather weather was really good. Um, So, yeah, just blessed. It was. was, I've never been to to, to Kwaku Festival, you know? No, no, not in my three years I was there. Never. I never, I never actually, actually managed, managed to get myself down there. Down there. I, but I, I, to be fair to you, I can imagine 2019, you were on some kind of good, gracious world tour. Yes, I was. <laughs> was COVID. 2021, you might have left then. Or I left by then, yeah. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
So uh, if, if, if 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 you're in town next year, we definitely have to remedy that, and maybe definitely we, the link up. Maybe we can ask some locals and some revelers about the experience because it's it's, it's a really nice thing. Um, it's it, I, it's it's nothing like not in Hill Carnival, but like there are like vibes that are are are, are, are really are really quite similar. So like uh, with 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 the with, 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 with the me section, they have like a live band, and that's really cool. And they also have like uh, they also they also also was like a an altar, an altar. Which, so is it, uh, there, there was a, on the on the ground there was an area that was kind of like it was, it was chalked off. And Mimi was telling me because she's from Suriname that uh, this is a place that that you that that that, that you keep free for like um all. And you ward off all um, evil spirits. Oh, so really? Like, oh, really? There was a there was an elder wearing like a, wearing like a wearing like a, a cloth around his uh, his t shirt his attire, and he was making sure that everyone kept the area free. So it, that was also nice for us and to speak for the others and for me to be even more privy to like some of the like, Surinamese, um, what do you call it, um, traditions. So even though you're eating food and drinking drink, you're also learning about something new. Yeah, and it, it might be a brand new dance or a culture like that. So yeah, man. So sh- sh- shout out to everyone that has been to Kweku and will be going the next two weeks. And then hopefully next year, Key, if, if you're with us, we, we can link up together. And um, yeah, uh, what do you call it? It won't be long before... It won't be. It won't be long before we say goodbye to Kwaku, but it will be a great goodbye. And that leads me to my <laughs> next segment. <laughs> um, as you know, Key, I'm quite or or you know, or hopefully you lot have noticed during our time on this beautiful podcast. Shout out to all of you. Shout out to all of you. All of you lovely listeners. I'm a fan. I don't know. I can be quite. I can be quite like sentimental and always harking back to this moment or what have you. And I really like. Big goodbyes. Right. And when I say big, I mean uh, if deserved. So if you're a dear friend and you're leaving the country, or if you're, if, even if you're a, a dear, even if you're a dear work colleague and you're leaving the company, I want to make sure that that something happens where you are able to appreciate your worth, mm-hmm. either to me or the team. You understand? So yeah. obviously you hope that somebody, you can arrange something like a leaving do, and if you don't arrange it, hopefully you can pass through and then tell the person, yo, you meant this. Um, but uh, so that's the type of person I am. And I believe for the first time ever, I want to liken myself to a Boris Johnson. <laughs> what? <laughs> who who is no? Nah, I mean, nah, nah, no, no, nah, nah, true. Nah. no. Maybe okay. No, I'm not gonna say that. Uh, a blubbering um, idiot is what you're going to. True, that's true. But um, I don't think it was. Um, I, I, I don't think it was a big goodbye by my standards. But it, I think it was his, which shows you how much he doesn't give a fuck. But, but Boris Johnson, who is now officially the outgoing British Prime Minister, finally our prayers have been answered. In his last ever uh, statement to at the House or address to the House of Parliament and 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 all these fellow MPs, members of Parliament, he uh, he had a last phrase where he basically said, in essence, make sure that we support the economy. Make sure that we support. Uh, make sure that we support Ukraine. Make sure we look after the interests of the nation. And then he ended his last ever address with "Hasta la vista, baby." Like big man. Like, are you serious? Are you addressing your fellow peers and, uh, and the nation with a quote from the Terminator? Who does he? Well, bro, 
going to say, who does he think he is, Arnold Schwarzenegger? Like, um, it might not have been my idea of a big goodbye, but you have to rate the fact that he was like, you know what, I'm leaving, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to try something. And I was I was wondering, Key, and obviously Stephen, when he's here, um, after you know, like uh, after doing what he's doing, uh, are you a fan of uh, are, you, are you are you a fan of like big goodbyes or are you are you are you someone that's that's more that's that's more part of that's more part of like the yeah like you you're like yo I can leave low key or I can, shout out to you yeah, how, how, how are you on this how are you on this topic uh, I think um I think I'm indifferent to this topic not this topic but to good big goodbyes. Because I enjoy the celebration of a person. I enjoy, like, the event. I enjoy the moment. But it's a goodbye, isn't it? it I, don't really, I don't necessarily like goodbyes. I actually, I actually think, <laughs> I feel, thinking about goodbyes, I get emotional. You know, because, like, this is, it might be someone that you've really connected with, someone that you, you get along with, someone that shares similar interests and passions, and to say goodbye to somebody, that's a that's a real tough thing. Because obviously we live in a day and age where it's very easy to pick up a phone and call somebody. But well, when... Or FaceTime, when, isn't it? Or FaceTime, yeah. Like Zoom. Or, like it's, it's so easy to connect with people. But when someone's been a part of your life for even like friends, colleagues, whoever, it's really... It's really tough, man. It's really... I find it tough anyway because I, I like to... I like to be around my people and I'm very selective with who I spend my time with. And when, when you start to, when you start to like become part of somebody's life and then you realize that that person's going to go or you, you're going to leave. Um, it, it really, it really like touches me away. I think, um, there's two things I was going to say. My, my first ever experience of a goodbye was um what like the one that sticks out to me was when I was uh, I was probably maybe three or four and I I spent the summer well in actual fact I probably spent longer I probably spent like seven months in Canada right and um I, I lived there with my mum and my aunties my uncles my cousins and I just remember that time period being fun. I mean, I went, I'm young, innit? I ain't got nothing to do. Like, I, I, I probably was just milling about on my mum's coattails, going to this person's house, going to that person's house, playing throughout the summer, like riding bikes, going park, playing football, all of this stuff, playing basketball, making new friends. Four, three, four, yeah, because my cousins would just take me around, didn't Huh? You're an active young tall kid, fellow. I didn't look for, trust me, I've already looked about seven. But um and I remember it was cold, it was winter, and all the family were around the house, right? And I didn't know until the last moment that we were leaving. Oh jeez, yeah. So Everyone's around the house. My auntie at the time had a really lovely house. It was like, you know, in Canada, they have the basements. She had like cinema room in the basement, like so much room to just go out and play and stuff. And my cousins are all sitting on the stairs and my mom's like, all right, say goodbye to your cousins. I'm like, what do you mean say goodbye? She's like, we're going. 
I was like, where are we going? Are we going to like, we going like down the road? She's like, no, we're going back to England. Bro, one piece of balling that I put down, man. I cried so hard. I, cried. <laughs> I can still feel the emotion now. That's actually a beautiful thing though. Because it's like, and, and, and that, that moment there was just like, wow. And whenever I, I think about saying goodbye to somebody, I really get like, I, I get quite teary-eyed because it's like, you know, at that time as well, it's like, I, ne- I don't know when I'm going to see this person again. And I don't, I don't really know. And the, the interesting thing about uh, living in Amsterdam is that Amsterdam is almost a cut through, if you think about it, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a cut through. Like some people obviously stay for a long time. Some people have been there for five, ten years. But what they say about the city is that like every three years, there's like a new rotation, isn't it? And I was actually part of that rotation, you know? And during my time there, I got close to people and they left. They went back to their home countries. And then it was my turn to say goodbye, you know? And <laughs> shit, even now, bro, I think about it as like that day, even though it was during the height of COVID, we still had a very intimate leaving send-off. And bro, even now, bro, I feel like, I feel it. <laughs> I feel it because... um Oh shit. <laughs> oh shit, man. <laughs> like, I really like found myself there, innit? Sorry, bro. <laughs> no, bro. Don't say sorry, bro. Don't yeah, say... I, I really found myself there and like to say goodbye to people, it 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 really like it really pulls on my heartstrings because uh, um, and I didn't know this conversation was going to go like this. Oh, it's not a bit of live recording, bro, and, and, and now you're going to get me, bro, because honestly... Ah, <laughs> oh, bro, don't do it, man. Bro, I really thought I was, I was, I was going to cry. Steven, he's got me crying. <laughs> he left, Steven, you left for 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> She might, my son, she might be out of home history over here. <laughs> I walked in and I had to chase. This is the right podcast. <laughs> That's what happens when you leave me in Kwame, brother. You get super sentimental. <laughs> but, um, Shit. <laughs> no, Kieran, I'm, thank you for being real and honest. Yeah. And two things. Uh, the, when I left Japan, I was convinced... For after two weeks, I wasn't living there. Let me say that. Shout out to you, living there. Um, so that must have been different. But when I was left Japan, I really thought I was gonna cry, bro. Mm-hmm. But I, I think I, was, I had such a, a a feeling of pride and excitement that I'd finally like done this adventure. I was just so happy on the plane, and I, and I honestly like like before you're leaving, dude, I thought I was gonna bath. <laughs> like the last time we recorded that, I think that Monday night, you yeah, left on yeah. Tuesday. I thought man I was gonna cry, but once again, I such a feeling of happiness, isn't it? Yeah, you yeah, understand? Yeah. Because there are a lot of times in those situations, and it could be a good friend, a work friend, but even if, even if you see them again, it will never be the same, isn't it? Bro? Yeah. And he, and even and, and even though we have the pod, we have a brotherhood that has become closer. And you know, like, like, what do you call it? Like, like me, Casa, Sue, Casa. So whenever you come over, it's love. And whenever I come yeah, over, yeah, it's gonna yeah. be love. And it's like, and even, and, and even though we've, we've been to Barca and Cameroon, or not Cameroon, um, yeah, and Cameroon. So Spain and Cameroon together. I had like 
we know we 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 we, that, uh, we also celebrate your thirtieth together. You come here like for Oh My Festival, and we still have the pod. It's still not the same as like key being on on a, ne- next to the Carhartt store. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, yeah, obviously I miss those moments in it, and I don't want to get emotional now in it. But uh, nah, nah, but man. like I'm I'm happy that we had that like big send off for you. Do you yeah, understand? Yeah, like I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. happy we were able to have the t- time when we were able to think about life and uh, and cat dog and what have you. <laughs> And shout out to what's my guy called with the Winslow. Winslow, back bro. Shout out to Winslow. Um, yeah, bro. So like that, those type of moments where I'm like, yeah, see, I'm happy there was a big goodbye because it was a a beautiful moment, innit? And I remember I'm actually gonna cry now. I remember there's like the two lovely moments of that night when uh, when like there's like there's a picture of like me and you embracing. Yes, yeah. No visual. So I said picture, and just like you can tell in the in the. In the embrace that there's a lot of love there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah And I, I, I think there's, a, I think there's another embrace in the, in the, in where, where you and Stephen are hugging each other, and you, see, and you, and you, and you see, and you see the love, and it's also me in the background, me like, me like hugging Gina, isn't it? But, um, <laughs> but yeah, Bob. So, so basically, the concept that you come onto is: Are you a fan of big goodbyes? Obviously, me, me and Kieran are choking up because we are. I'm assuming you, you guys are a big fan. <laughs> okay. No, we're not fans, but like... I was saying... We should want to make sure that if the person is someone that is of, is of significance to us, that... They get the right send-off. Yeah. 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 Leo, and I was I was basically just saying how I'm quite indifferent to it because like I, like, I love the moment, but it's also quite sentimental time, you know? And... Um, yeah, that, that's where that's where I got to. Sounds like you're fully invested in it. In the goodbye. You love a goodbye, no? Well, to I... me. Oh no, of course, no, of course, bro. Of course, of course. Uh you missed the story when I was saying how I had to say goodbye for the first time and like it was with my cousins after I spent some time with them in Canada and I had to come back home. But like I think the best things about goodbyes is knowing that you can see people again, you know? And I think that's why places like Amsterdam, places like Canada, Toronto have such a special place in my heart because to say goodbye to those places was was quite um they left a mark on me, innit? Those places left a mark on me and the people left a mark on me. So whenever I can go back, it's always such a an amazing feeling for me, you know. Like I've, I've done a lot of traveling. I've been very, very fortunate to travel parts of the world <clears throat> and like leaving anywhere that has like a a feeling always kind of brings me back to this like, I don't know, man. It's, it's almost quite spiritual in a way, but yeah, yeah. But I'm a fan of them, bro. I'm a big fan of them. I, I love to see my people happy, you know, and in those moments, I think you're you're able to to really connect and see who's there for you, um, and be be and 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 be sure that like, or hopefully the person will see like how much love there is for them, you know. So, yeah, yeah. I don't want to get morbid with it because there's also this, the side of goodbyes where you don't get to see see people, and I've had a few of those in my life. But um, even even in in those in those in those. Uh, moments like funerals and death I think even though they're quite a sad time there's like that's a goodbye in it like you say goodbyes um it's also a celebration of life 
Do you know what I mean? And I think, especially in black culture, when we do say goodbyes, it, it's no, it's never a, a feeling. It, sometimes somewhere, depending on how that person leaves, but more time, it's a celebration of life. Like the first three letters of funeral is fun. And I think it's to always remember the good times that you've had with that person, you know? So um, big, I'm, 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 a, I'm a fan of goodbyes. I'm a fan of um, people understanding um, how much love there is for them. And yeah, I think they're just special. They're special. They're very special, man. Because to say goodbye is, is, is a big thing, you know? I don't necessarily like to say goodbye. I like to say see you later. But um, yeah. Okay. Sorry, boys. <laughs> no, 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 no. And sorry, listeners. <laughs> I don't think you were, you, you were you were ready for that one. <laughs> That's important. Um, so what are you asking me? <laughs> <laughs> um, are, how 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 are you when it comes to like saying like? Yes, yeah, saying goodbyes or, or sorry, or, or saying like big goodbyes. Are you a fan? Like, if, if someone in your friendship group or in your work, your workplace is leaving, are you like, yo, like we have to like we have to send them off properly? Or you're like, no, nah, I'll see you later. You you you're, you're you're in the city, you're nearby. I'm I'm go to this place. It's all love. I'm a fan of appreciation and not necessarily a goodbye. As long as you feel appreciated. What's understood doesn't need to be said too much. So as long mm-hmm. as like, you've got a relationship where Showing appreciation, then yeah, I'm not a fan of any big gestures. Are you a fan of appreciation, bro? Because like me and Kieran have <laughs> troubles hugging you, fam. <laughs> there's, other, there's other forms of appreciation. <laughs> cash at cash me. At me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that last night, oh, this, this was great. We we were we were, we were in the work meeting the other day. And uh, we were we were airdropping. So someone was airdropping some important files, and they were like, "Oh, oh, I've 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 I've, I've, I've sent it to you." I was like, "No, you haven't." You know, they're like, "Yeah, like plantain puppy." Because like, "No, nah, baby girl, this is not me." <laughs> <laughs> I actually might have just stumbled on something, which is um might not might change the course of the conversation a little bit, but um, how are you man about like ghosting. Oh wow! Well, in the right circumstances, then Casper away from. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I was. I was just thinking about it. I was like, yeah, I've ghosted a few people in my life, but I think sometimes it might be through the whole goodbye thing. Do you know what I mean? It's like I'd rather leave this where it is yeah. than actually say goodbye, which is very interesting. Yeah. I didn't actually think about it like that before. Yeah. No, it's a good one you say. Like, it depends, isn't it? Like, sometimes the context, and also, let's, let's just say, ghosting isn't always uh, relationship or, like, dating-based. No. Family members, friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or clingy people. Or clingy people, yeah. <laughs> it's <like>. clingy people. <laughs> um, uh, but, yeah, like, there are some times where it's been like, no, I'm calm. It's like, that was wrong, fam. Like, yeah communicate something and there's other times we're like this is this is gonna run its course mm-hmm. and there's other times where like i've been ghosted mm-hmm. like d- dating wise but there's one that tr- really hurts me is a close friend of mine yeah I remember you saying don't speak anymore it's much love as always but after after time of reaching out 
Like, would, oh, would you, all right, would you have rather, like, obviously you would rather be friends with that person, but would you have rather there been an explanation as to why yeah, that person, that person in, did? In, in this regard. Yeah. Because, because like, I, I don't say 10 toes, but like, we had traveled, we traveled to a lot of places together. Yeah. Like, yeah. Even Japan, bro. Japan, yeah, yeah. Denmark, France, Belgium. And yeah, and after everything we've been through, it kind of feels like, obviously, you know, that, obviously, you know, you know like, Things happen in life, and I'm aware of that. Right, but a lot of them because we're so close, I was, do, we were aware do, of it. So, do do you think that uh, a part of that is because um, we might not have the necessary skills to communicate our feelings in 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 yeah in a way? I I think like I think like that's where it derives from. I think it's like oh, this could be long, or you know, well, let me just leave it here. So it just left. And yeah. But whether it's right or not, sometimes. <laughs> but whether it's right or not, that's just what we do. Because I think it's the the easiest, or let me say, not easy. Sometimes it's the most, it's the most frictionless way out, painless. I think when you're younger, it comes from that sense of not knowing how to kind of communicate properly, or right, right. or just fear of having to actually like deal with the situation or see a situation out. Yeah, so yeah. It's the easier thing or the more cowardly route out. Um, now that I'm older, I can actually say actively it's a choice. You reckon it's a choice? Oh, for, for you. And then there's, like, there's people that actively need to be castrated. And go <laughs> castrated? Yeah, because it's, like, it's just like, no good can come from this. Like, when, especially when people aren't hearing or they're not hearing what you're saying or anything like that and it's just like pointless and I'm just like, all right, cool. So it's like, uh, it's almost like protect your energy sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. At a certain point, it's just like, there's there's only so many ways I can say the same thing. If you're not hearing it, then I don't need to be spending more energy uh, on it. There's plenty of times when I wish I didn't go somewhere when I did uh, and then I realised that, yeah, and you just kind of hope that that person, it doesn't eat them up because like sometimes when you've been ghosted, then you think about it from time and you're wondering, like, why, why, why? And you don't want to have that hold over someone where yeah, they're yeah. wondering why, why, why? And you sort of, like, the maturity kind of, like, learn to go by. When younger, I think it's just down to, like, immature, emotional immaturity. Yeah, um, yeah. But I just wanted to know, if I'm ghosting you now, it's fully by choice. <laughs> <laughs> Sentimental Stephen right there for you folks. Uh, <laughs> and he just goes to the screen now. He's like, just literally picked up and just left us here as well. <laughs> Uh, just to just, just to round things off, but uh, no, nah, man. Um, yeah, but Kibaki, like, do you, do you, do you, do you have anything else to? Um, no, I was gonna say, like, I feel like if that happens to me, I have a, I don't necessarily feel away, which is weird. Do you know what I mean? Like, if that was to happen to me, I'd probably be like, all right, cool, and get on with it. Which, again, my also be something that's like a, a bad thing as well, like or bad reaction to like, you know, someone just was to ghost me or whatever, I'd probably just be like, all right, there's there's probably something that is happening within that person. Sorry, Stephen, let me quick finish, finish quick. Uh um there might be something that's going on with that person that they don't want to relate or they they something that they're going through that they they haven't quite come to terms with. So I'm never going to press someone to be like, oh, you haven't spoken to me in X amount of time. Like, Because for me, like, if I'm good friends with somebody and that person 
decides to like just like disappear. In my mind, I'm like that person will come back eventually, and it eventually. Maybe it wouldn't, but at the same time, I'm not gonna waste my time to be like, why did you stop talking to me? Do you know what I mean? And then I guess it's like, well, if that's your choice, that's your choice. Because it's happened before. It's happened to me before where a very close friend of mine that I grew up with and we went through a lot of shit together, literally saw each other grow, you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, there was like no contact. But then I'm just like, two people can grow apart. Do you know what I mean? And you don't need, I don't need an explanation for it. You don't need to tell me why. But, all I can do is wish you well. And that's that's that really. What were you gonna say, Stephen? I was gonna say, have you always been like that or because of that experience? That's what led you there. Because I, I was surprised that you would say I was surprised that you would say that this honey badger. Sorry, I can't miss. Say again? I was surprised that no help do you think no, no seriously, do you think oh. so? Uh... I was surprised that you would say that because um has it always been like that or is it a result of um Particular thing. I don't know if I've looked into it, you know, Stephen, but uh, off the top of my head, this might be a cop out, but I feel like um, my experience playing football, this is really interesting actually. I find that as a, a young athlete, you're taught to, uh, you're taught to forget what has passed and move on quickly. In the in the professional world of sport, you can't hang on to your last performance or you can't hold on to a mistake. You can't hold on to a bad result. You can't even hold on to a win. You have to continue to program your brain in a way which you're able to move on and keep processing, keep being better, keep being better. And it's really interesting now that like I think about these things as I grow as a man and as an individual and I start to to see how the way that my brain was programmed from quite a young age was that when there is um, a moment of, I don't know, like a negative negativity, I used to really hold on to stuff a lot. Like I, I, I used to hold on. I still do to a, to a point, but... I think if something actually affects me in a way before, and I'm getting a lot better at this now, but before I was able to just put that in a put that in a box, close that, move on. And that's how I've kind of lived my life. But as as I said, as I've grown, I realize that like, especially when it comes to like relationships, part like just friendships, family, girlfriends, people, like there's more than one person. When it was football, it was just me and a thing, a, a sport. A th- when there's more than one person involved in that, there's also another person's uh, feelings and emotions that you have to take into account. And you can't live through life just being the way that I was kind of thing. Which I'm still working on, bro. Because like, there's times when I'm just like, fuck this. Like, I'm, I'm much better at just like cutting that off and moving on because it, for me I, I don't have to spend much time on it I'll, I'll say this as well before you ask me another question or before you say something Stephen I find that like <clears throat> having uh, what would seem like difficult conversations at times 
would be like, I would, I would just not have them. <laughs> I'll just be like, nah, I'm not having that conversation, man. Because I think my um, experience from before was like any conversation that I was having or was going to have was going to end up negatively. Like I never saw a conversation as a meeting of minds and opinions to find the solution. I always felt it was like mine versus yours. So now there's a competition involved and I want to be the person that kind of wins this thing rather than being like, all right, let me hear you. You can hear me. All right, this is where we differ. This is how we come to a solution. I think it took me a very long time to realize that when you're having conversations, when you're talking to people, that um, there can be a solution, especially if there is some sort of friction. And in actual fact, like friction is probably the the greatest thing within relationships for them to grow. You know, like having uh, having having conversations with people that you disagree with, people that don't have the similar sort of background or the similar sort of upbringing is something that is actually beneficial for you as an individual to grow and to become a better person. And like, I'll say this here on the pod is like recently we obviously had our own like misunderstandings, but also our friction. And I think it's so beautiful that the four of us are able to sit down without our egos and talk about where we are, what we're doing, how we can improve like things that we're not quite getting together. And um, yeah, bruv, I know this was a conversation about goodbyes, but it's gone into this whole whole spill. Sorry, I feel like I've spoken forever, but it's um, it, it, I feel like we, we're, we're able to kind of like come to a point now and have these conversations as grown men, as growing men, to be able to like continue to, to better ourselves and each other. Do you know what I mean? I was going to ask then, um, with like the digital era that we're in, do you think it's become easier 100%. to ghost people? 100%. Do you think it's become more socially accepted? Like, as you look back between kind of like back when we were growing up and the concept of ghost, I don't think it... Did it really exist? No. Did it really exist like back then? And versus then and versus now, what what role do you think like um, digital media has played in terms of obviously there's several ways you can block people or minimize your presence? Yeah, and vice, uh, a question. Do you see that? There was no fucking escaping anybody in it. You lived on the block. You went to school. You went. You went to like play groups and youth clubs. So if you didn't like see, if you didn't like somebody, or you wanted to get like not see somebody, you were gonna bump into them in it. You were gonna see them on the bus. You're gonna see them on the corner. You're gonna see them in ends. Like you're gonna see them, right? I think now in this digital era, like you can have a conversation, you can have a friendship with someone that you hardly ever see, right? Or seen before, yeah, yeah, or never seen before, and. I guess in 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 this digital era, it, yeah, like you have so many more quote unquote friends slash followers. You know what I mean? And it's like people can dip into your life quite easily and dip out quite easily as well. The, the concept of a story is like it's twenty four hours, it's there and then it's gone. But in that time, you can have sixty people holler at you, and they might not holler you again till Christmas, bruv. Or your yeah. birthday. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's like, 
like the the the, the fluidity or or like the 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 fragility of what a friendship is is quite interesting to to nowadays, isn't it? And I think it's all about finding people that you really connect with, and it's really difficult now, especially after COVID, because you're like, I feel like we've all come, we've become a little bit more insular, and the people that we were kind of with during that time are, are, are more like solid than the others that you haven't really seen. Even though you still got love for other people, it's almost like you're trying to, you're actually trying to like re- rebuild fences and like trying to like see who who are those people that you just want to stay close to. And it's interesting the comparison you made and then, like versus what it was like then that you couldn't really kind of avoid people. And then this might be a huge generalisation, but I say it's provoke a uh, conversation and not to end up in any kind of pod jail because as you know, I came off a long stick. <laughs> the slammer. Yeah. The slammer, Steve and the slammer. Enjoy being a Slammer Steve. Steve. Um, but um, do you feel like um, the current generation or like the generation now, they're... Underneath us, you mean? Yeah, yeah, in terms of like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms of like conflict resolution, because did um, I feel like maybe our generation is a little bit more used to kind of having conflict or talking things or or confronting conflict, whereas now might be an overgeneral. But I see a lot of people talking about safe spaces or kind of like um, a lot of um, strategies (laughs) to avoid. Conflict and things like that. So I'm just wondering, like, I am. Uh, I am. Um, I, uh, I just I, uh, if there's a link. Maybe I'm reaching. But I, I, just, I, just I, I watched this uh, stand-up the other day. You should watch it. It's by um, oh, what's his name? I think it's Arm Arnold D something, and it, it's called Not for the Week, right? And there's a part of his stand-up where he's like, "We live in the participation era, where kids are getting um, uh, uh, trophy as big as the winner." for taking part in shit. And he's basically saying how his kids are mollycoddled because, like, even down to the playing areas that they have, like, it's so soft. It's like when we were growing up, and I hate to sound like an uncle right now, but when we were growing up, we're playing on concrete. There's glass bottles on the on the floor. Like, we bust our knee, we're getting up because we don't want to miss playtime. But, like, it's almost as if, like, we are... Um, we're living in a time where some people aren't are, are almost scared to voice how they truly feel because of the the, the fear of being cancelled or being um, being disliked for their opinions. And some opinions should just be kept inside and whatever. But I feel like this generation, I do feel like this generation, this this the new generation, they have more to say. They they have a lot more um, they have a lot more uh, confidence in their own voices. I don't think we had as much we did, but I don't think we have. We're getting there, but I feel like this generation coming up has a lot more confidence in what they want to say, whether or not. I don't think they believe in conflict. I don't like. I don't. I don't think that this new generation believe in conflict. I actually think that they're gonna find solutions. I feel like they'll probably be better off at finding solutions. Whereas we were a lot more confronting, we would actually have confronting conversations. Me, probably not because I don't like confrontation. But I find that the newer generation are willing to question and willing to challenge and willing to to really like 
say what they want to say. Do you know what I mean? Because it's almost like they have this this belief that we fucked up the world. When I say we, the oldest, the oldest fucked up the world. And obviously they've got to inherit the earth from us. And it's like, yo, listen, <laughs> you guys, you guys need to do something or we, or we're going to step in and do it. And I really like that. I like the energy that the younger generation have. It's, it's rebellious, man. It's, it's, it's like, they have this, this energy that you can see that they want to make a change and I, I can see it happening. Yeah. No, for sure. I'll just, I'll just go lastly on that. Um, I think, uh, like you say, they have a rebellious spirit because there's so many ways to like rebel, not get the system, but just against whatever is being said. Because remember, like you lot might understand this, especially being from the culture where like your mum would tell you to shush because like you're being inside, but you're using like some kind of outside voice. And you know what? <laughs> Where's your inside voice? Yeah, yes. Yeah, like, <laughs> my mum, my mum would always tell me if I was acting a fool. Hey. Is, is this your house? <laughs> let me know. I only act up, which wouldn't let me anyway. In, in, in inside those four walls, but my, my, yeah, my plan yeah. was like, you know, you, you, you know, you know. Before, if if you wanted to make a statement, we'd have to use our outside voice, isn't it? Yeah, we'd have to, yeah, but yeah. we'd have to go outside to make the statement. True. Go somewhere. True. Now, true. Now, now people could do this in the comfort of their own home, in their bed, on yeah, the social yeah. media profile, and make a real make make a real like statement inside. But it's, maybe that's maybe that's what's giving them the confidence to know that they can do that from the the comforts of their home, you know. And like, if you build up enough of a following and you build up enough of like like people that really fuck with who, what you're saying, then you can actually change the world from your living room. <laughs> and you make a good point, but it, it doesn't have to be a following. You can have something, maybe uh, have the right hashtag. You can go viral. Yeah, it can be yeah. funny. Just like such an app statement, people fuck with it. Yeah. And then- for, for, for ever, however how long your message could be really um really really uh prevalent on the platform or in that community yeah. uh, but no like uh this has been i just won't close this off not not to be abrupt but i really have enjoyed this it's always been like a a low-key therapy session isn't it a low-key therapy yeah, session yeah man. yeah um i think I, I think i actually saw something and i know you're closing it but i'll, I'll just say this before we go i saw um I saw something recently. I think the guy's called Tricky. It's a UK like personality. He was talking on his podcast called, I think, Let's Talk or something like that. Yeah, and um, he was saying how he was reading up about how um, speech and talking therapy is is therapy. And I'm I, I was listening, zoning in, zoning out, but I was always I, I would always say about the podcast it being like therapy. Because you're able to talk. And um, he said something about like how people, all some people want is to say something or to talk to someone. Yeah, you know that's I mean? you know a lot I mean? of times, bro. Yeah, a lot of yeah. times. Or just to be heard, innit? Yeah, literally, literally. So thank you for hearing me. Uh, everyone that's listening, hope you enjoyed this, po- this podcast. Hearing us. Yeah. Enjoyed us. Um, we'll be back same time next week. You are listening to Kieran. Stephen and Kwame, big shout out to Yaf. This is the Out Phone Podcast.
Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist-approved, so fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 